Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Beer and Play Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to 100, episode 134. <laughs> I'm starting off good. <laughs> Rushing around the night, out of my element. But yes, thank you all. Thank you everyone for joining us. And a big thank you to our good buddy Nerdy Nick for joining us last week. Always a great time talking to him. Except yeah, for the Nick, slapping, loved but... having you on. And uh, I want more promos of Jim Nut Slapping. That's all I no, can say. No. I said the part everyone likes the most. <laughs> Jim, you know what you are. Leave my <laughs> hangers out of this. Damn it. <laughs> Why do you call them hangers? I got to call them something. <laughs> you don't want to call them high and tights? <laughs> they are not high and tight. <laughs> that went away when I was like 34, and it just does worse in the summer. <laughs> Jim, are they like droopy dog? A little bit. We're getting there. Lower and lower. I think I think by the time I'm like 54, they'll probably be at my knees on a good Damn. day. So. Damn it, Jim. What? Uh, so, uh, what you got What you got drinking tonight, boy? And you better oh. be pumpkin. You will be disappointed. But I am <laughs> drinking the GW's Little White Lie. It is a chart cherry... Or chart. God damn, I can't do anything tonight. A tart cherry Belgian style ale. Comes in at 5.8% alcohol by volume, out of brewed with cherry concentrate. So there you go. Brewed by the Monkey Fist Brewing Company out of Traverse City, Missouri. <laughs> I had to think for a second what MI was. So, yep, looks like good old George Washington on there. Interesting. A chart. A wow. Now, <laughs> now got I'm you like doing you. it. It's tart cherry Belgian. Yeah. Huh. That's that's interesting. Well, I am still going through my whole friggin' catalog, I'll call it, of pumpkin beers. And I'm amazed how many of these I've never had. And this is one of them. It's the Blue Point Brewing Company's uh, Mother Pumpkin Ale. Jim, I'm really dumb when it comes to painting stuff. What uh -huh. style would you say that is? I know, uh -huh. I, I, like, I feel like this looks like a painting style. I don't know if that's even painting or if that's like just like the norm the normal cow arts like bullshit animation style we deal with today. I don't I can't that like every cartoon looks like. I there's a style I feel like I want to say art deco, but I know it's completely wrong. It's not an like, impressionist. Damn it. I don't know what it is, but it reminds me of that. Have you ever had anything from Blue Point? I don't think so. So they're new from New Hampshire. Merry Mac to be exact. Um, I've never had, I've never even heard of them, to be honest, but 5.5%, and I gotta be honest, already a couple sips in, this is pretty goddamn delicious. Like, I was not expecting anything from that can. Jim, this is why you never judge a can based on its tits. <laughs> All right, math checks that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really good. So, like I said, that's what part of why I liked grabbing every pumpkin beer I could find, because... A lot of these I've never heard of, so. Cool. Yeah, so far, this is really tasty. Like, you get the uh, the cherry. Like, it'll sit on your tongue, like, a couple seconds after you first put it in your mouth. And then it all just, like, kind of dissipates into, like, a typical ale taste. But it's really not that tart at all. But Jim, can I cut that segment of you saying what you just said and then use it wherever we want? Yeah, yes, Brian. <laughs> just talk about things sliding down my throat. There we go. Jeez. It's not the worst thing I've ever said about myself on this show. <laughs> Jim, what are you talking about? We're all about uh, positivity. Yeah. No, we're positive, all right. We're body posy. 
That's what we are. Uh, so, uh, what have you been able to play this past week? Well, I mentioned it during the podcast last week about my kid just getting sick. Turns out she stayed sick all goddamn week. So, mm-hmm. did not get a ton of time. But you know what? Actually, weirdly enough, uh, when she would be down here with me as I'd be trying to work, she'd look at like be looking playing around with the Xbox, and she was like, I want to see the Cup game. So, she saw Cuphead. So, I would sit there and play it for her for a little bit. So, that's the first time I delved into that in friggin' ages. She's like, Daddy, why are you so bad? <laughs> Ooh. Even, even her after a little while, I was like, oh, no, Daddy, you lost again. I was like, I know. <laughs> I actually had to, like, start over a new file because, like, I completely forgot how to play. And, yeah, yeah, I was just, like, making my way back. I mean, I basically made my way back to where I fucking stopped before the goddamn dragon at the end of Island 2. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that thing always had my number. I could never get past it. Is that Still the can't. one where it's, like, the vines are coming at you from top and bottom uh the vines will come at you from like his tail will shoot up from the bottom and then he becomes like the three-headed dragon at the end okay shoot fire at you and then like a big fire blast so i mean that game is the perfection of needing to master the control the double jump especially is Mm -hmm. i still say absolute excellent game Um, oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's the first time I touched that in years. So it was yeah. fun to go back to. Of course, like I had to keep exiting out to the main menu like every two fights because she'd be like, I want you to be the blue one now. I want you to be the red one now. Like, fuck. All right. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> um, did they ever say, is that going to get a sequel? I don't know. I remember there being like talk of it, I think. Let's but see. Cuphead 2. <sighs> it looks like the DLC was canceled huh doesn't look look like much nah i'm not seeing much that was like i said i still i can't think of any other game that even comes close to looking like that no like i all. love that style and, and the gameplay is amazing that's a yeah hopefully underrated that's, game i don't know if it's underrated hopefully just that studio mdhr comes out with new stuff eventually well i feel like that was another perfect example of a game that amount of people bitch that it was just too hard and it, it is hard, but if I could beat it, it can't be impossibly hard. Uh, let's see here. Cuphead, the... the, the what, what? What's this? The Delicious Last Course? Mm-hmm. Maybe... Oh, DLC add-on. Oh, they just announced it for 20... I guess it was announced for 2021 or planned to be coming out this year. It was Maybe delayed it to 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard anything about it since, so... Mm. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Nice. I've uh, been chugging away, playing a bunch of games I can't really announce for the next Top 6 video. Needless to say, I've been just uh, bathing in retro horror games, I'll say it. And um, Me too! <laughs> and I actually put a decent amount of hours in Alien Fire Team Elite. I, I always forget the actual name of it. I know it's Alien Fire Squad or Fire Team Elite. I, it's something like that. Um, I saw an article though. It's like after seven weeks, that game is down to like 800 players worldwide. I'm like, that is not good. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's not a good sign. I mean, since you're the online guy more, have you seen anyone? Have you been like a barometer of like what? I haven't seen shit about it. I haven't. That's Maybe almost when it first like worse out. than not seeing a bunch of negative about a game. Like, I feel like I haven't seen anyone talk about it. 
Yeah, you know what? Like, I think I vaguely saw it when, like, it first came out, and then, like, it was just crickets ever since. Yeah. I'm... I'll just say it is fun. It's very repetitive. And it's one of these annoying games. And Back for Blood does it, too, where a single campaign mission can take upwards of 30 minutes to 40 minutes. And if you die, you have to restart the whole goddamn thing. So... You know that can be terribly frustrating. So like, is that like is that almost like another roguelike or? No, 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 no. So you know, like Back for Blood, like as you're going through, there's not like save or checkpoints. Like if you die, you die. So like just like that, you're going through, and if you get like close to the end and one of the wave kills you, you just gotta restart it all over again. So you go. I don't know why that's such an adopted thing in these multiplayer shooter games but just make the levels a little bit shorter that's all i ask just Try, they gotta artificially make it longer yeah where the people Rather... bitch it's not worth the money well people bitch about everything jim but people still go forward and buy stupid shit as we'll get into later with decisions from companies that are ridiculous foreshadowing <laughs> but yeah other than that mm, Dip my toe a little bit in Dead by Daylight here and there. Nothing else, really. I, uh, as much as I love my retro horror games, there's so many to play. Mm-hmm. It's, You're it's, getting uh, burnt out, aren't you? Not, huh. not burnt out. It's just, like, as I've been doing my research for them, I'm, some games I'm discovering, other ones I'm like, oh, I love this game, and then I play it. I'm like, I don't love it as much as I used to. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting the inverse. But, uh... Yeah, that last list I made, the Famicom horror games, was interesting because I get why some of the games weren't released to, released to the U.S. I don't understand why some of them weren't. And did you have any experience with those games other than Splatterhouse? Obviously, nah, you, not really. Nah, like you never, you never fucked around with Sweet Home, did you? Nah, I never tried Sweet Home. Like I, I was just too lazy to download a translation patch or any of that shit. So yeah, like and no. uh, like, guess what? Fumadam looks like something I could just pick up and play. That looked pretty yeah. cool. That that is, like I said, everyone like says Castlevania too, but you even see from the sword motion, it literally is like Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like Ninja Gaiden. It's it also kind of reminded me of Ninja Spirit on the Turbo Graphics too, with like the way the animation looked of your Ninja guy. Yeah, I never played that, but like it's it is a fun like I, as someone pointed out in the comments, maybe because the translation would have been too hard. I don't know, but it's definitely not too gory. So I, I just don't know why that never translated to NES. Yeah, and I have the Castlevania collection, but I still never dip my toes into Kid Dracula, so that's one I could easily fuck with. That's a cute, like I said, super cute. Oh, speaking of goddamn Castlevania, and I saw your thing. Are people getting notifications from Limited Run about the thing being shipped? Uh, that shipping starting, yeah. Oh, because I, I still haven't gotten my, because when I saw yours, I was like, shit, are we supposed to be getting it? And did, I haven't did you, seen anything. Did you bundle yours with another game? No. Just, oh. just that. Well, I then mean, I should be the, coming anytime. Then I got the biggest one. I don't know if that makes a difference. Oh, uh, if you got like the super collector's edition, those always take longer. Oh, God damn! I didn't realize. Did you did I you spoil for first... the shadow box one, you motherfucker? Did you put mm-hmm. down the one fifty? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jim, I you know me. I love if I'm gonna splurge, I'm gonna splurge hard. Just like with Call of Duty, like if I'm gonna go out and get a collector's. It'll because it'll end up being one of those things if I don't get it now in the future. I'm like, damn, I kind of wish I had that. Like, right. damn juggernaut fridge. <laughs> I spend the money, get your fridge. Kid Dracula is goddamn adorable. I'll say Moving that. Moving on. 
So, yeah, no, it, it, it's been, uh, been interesting. Um, so, Jambers, what do we have from our awesome patrons this week? Yes, and speaking of our awesome patrons, we actually did a boo-boo yesterday in the midst mm-hmm. of everything. So, we had a new patron with uh, Dan Brown signing Woo-hoo. up, and also a returning patron. Good old Kev called us back at the $2 Woo-hoo. tier, so thank you guys. Jim, um... Shouldn't we have made a little bit of a bigger deal that we have the author of the Da Vinci Code now following us? <laughs> See what I did there? It took me a second. You, you had to think about that. Oh my god, what the? <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be some shit. Brian, we're big deals now. Oh <laughs> Brian, he never no. followed up. Cheers to you guys. Thank yeah, you thanks a lot, joining. guys. Really appreciate it. But yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer play game where for as little as two measly dollars a month. We will answer a question that you will put on there every... Wow, holy crap. I think I say this 130 <laughs> times and I'd have it down by heart by now. Yeah, There's almost $2 a month you can ask a question we will answer in each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. Out of my element tonight. First up from Game Whisperer Dean. What is the best Barbie game? The answer is NES, but no cheating. God fucking damn it. <laughs> damn it. Here's my question. Are there other... I mean, I have to imagine there are, are other Barbie games. Oh, I think there's Barbie games on, like, every console ever released. Have you ever played any of them? No. Do we need to do a Barbie month? I guess. <laughs> Listen, if you patrons, especially you new ones. If you all right, all right how about this? How about this? In December, <laughs> by the end of December, we'll catch up on all of our patron game requests. And then mm-hmm. in the new year, we can maybe bring it in right with some Barbie extravaganza. I... Honestly, the only Barbie game I, I definitely know I've even seen on screen is the whatever one AVGN did, which I think is the NES, right? That's the NES one. I have that one, actually. D- but, uh, Damn it, Jim. Why? I got it. It was bundled when I bought my NES, when I bought it off my friend's sister. So that's one of the ones she had. That's the story and you're sticking to it? That is the story. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but no, what do you call it? I mean, or I would have bought it in a bundle, or I bought it and put cheap beat off to it. I don't know. Fucking things happen. But, yeah, no, I do have that one. I think, like, the problem for us is going to be, like, a fuckload of them are on, like, the DS and 3DS, and, like, we have no way of capturing that. Emulators. So, we'd, we'd have to... What's that? Emulators. Oh, yeah, there's not emulators. But, I mean, maybe, um... Maybe we... St- I, I mean, there's probably, like, a dozen fucking ones for the Game Boy. Maybe we'll do, like, a Game Boy Barbie month or something. Make it specific. <laughs> oh, Jim. That's... Damn you, damn you, Dean. <laughs> Always puts questions. us on our toes. <laughs> Next up from JD Mains. Hopefully not too late, not at all. But what are your opinions on Star Citizen never-ending development? Scam, sham, or hopefully the real deal? Cheers, fellas. That thing's a fucking disaster. Honestly, at this point, I have no hope for any type of open-world procedurally generated giant space exploration like i don't have hope for that for any game because it seems like every game fails now you have a good example with like uh um no man's sky which like five six years later has put in so much and has made the game so much better but like i just think they're just it's too much of a uh a reach goal that these developers are putting out there and unless you have the backers behind it it seems like it's just a it, like something you're never really going to be able to achieve it'll be cool one day when a game can come out and meet all the things but like start small 
Just say, like, I want to create a game that does this. I, we can least, go to the moon. <laughs> at least come out. Fuck, I mean, for as bad of a launch and for as bad of a taste as, like, No Man's Sky was for all of its backers and shit like that, at least that came out and got, like, you know, continually developed and supported. I know that's, like, the outlier for these fucking things. Like, this is the complete opposite, where it's been in development since 2011, was supposed to come out in 2014, and, uh, yeah, it's almost 2022. Ew. It's rate. I didn't realize it's raised three hundred million as of June twenty twenty. Three hundred million. Like, yeah, you need to be able to release something. Yeah, I mean, it's Kickstarter raised two million, and then through all hun- different kinds of stuff and in-game purchases. Wow. <laughs> Fuck it. If if he has these kind of pay pigs, I would never finish the game either. Fuck it. It's just I. Oh no, people I, don't respect me. <laughs> <laughs> I love ambition, and I love that it wants to do so many things, but like I said, instead of trying to be, like, a space simulator, FPS, and MMO, like, just be one first, and then do something, like, you know, I don't know. I I, I think I, it was definitely good intentions that turned into scam. Sure. Also, like, you know, like, the Amico's looking, or, like, fucking the Paprium guy trying to crowdfund, like, ports of it to other consoles. Like, <laughs> you motherfucker. But uh, yeah, these these one these are some famous ass Kickstarter failures right here. But yes, I, I will go love, with both scam and sham. I would love to see like a comparison of all this sham because it's obviously it's it's much more exciting to go over all the failures. But like, I'd love to see a good example of a Kickstarter turn turn right that met the expectations of people. You know, oh, like, like there has to. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's one I honestly I didn't even hear boo about. Like once it was out, I heard stuff. Before then, I didn't hear a peep about it. Yeah, I mean like it had its backers and chill. It's it, it was a smaller. It didn't have the hype for sure, but yeah. Once it came out, everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is great." So, and now it's been poured into like every single console ever. Like even though I hear the Neo Geo port that just came out has some issues, but it's a little disappointing. But regardless, <laughs> What? Anyone that's complaining about a Neo Geo port of anything in 2021, stop. Hey, if you've spent 250 bucks for a cartridge, it better fucking work. Well, therein lies the problem, Jim. Don't spend that kind of money for a new game for an old system. What? How dare you? New no. quality product. <laughs> no. <laughs> that bureau does no wrong. But next up, from Gamer Astral. Favorite terrible console, LOL, if that makes any sense. Oh, that's easy. N64. <laughs> that's age the worst, Jim. You can't even debate that. I'm not saying it's terrible. In like, I'm saying of all the consoles, I don't have as many as you, and I'm not going to name consoles I don't have. Right. So it's got to be N64 to me is the worst console I have. That's aged the worst. Fair answer. Fair answer. Yeah. And, I'm and- not even doing a dig. <laughs> watching you <laughs> but what do you call it? i mean obviously my, if we're going you know the consoles we have then i i mean i gotta say cdi for as goofy and stupid as it is and as much as i do like it it is the worst console i have unless what i got like how my, much that cost you at goodwill 697 i am looking at the sticker right now yep and how much were the games <laughs> oh the the games have been dirt cheap for the most part except for hotel mario that yeah. was a pricey boy well besides that everything else is like I think maybe the most I spent on a game for it after that is like maybe forty, but after that it's been like you know between five to ten bucks. How, you, know, you know what the most expensive thing for it is, Brian? 
the fucking digital video cartridge I had to get oh. for it so I could play the FMV games. Oh, Jesus. Do I even want to know? No. <laughs> Jim, well, you know what? I think that would be a great console at this point. There's, I'm looking it up. There's only 197 titles, Jim. You could do it. What, to, to complete the set? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what am I at right now? I think I'm at like, probably like 20-some. So maybe, maybe I can. Maybe I can, scum. Maybe Come I on. can. You're there. I, oh, fuck. I, I support got, that. No, now I got to spend four grand in goddamn Zelda games. Jim, just sell nudes of yourself as NFTs and you can do it. Right. <laughs> I'm not a fucking cuddly lion. That was drawn in paint. Not yet you aren't. <laughs> not yet, Joe. Someone, someone out there has got to be an artiste. <sighs> yeah, I would, uh, I would love to... I would definitely, I would love someone to have a game, um, like an arcade, with crazy, unique, like, goofy-ass systems that we don't get to play as much. Oh, yeah, like, you you want to see some someone with, like, the shit like the Apple Pippin or crap like yeah. that. Yeah, that's like, you know, I know it would be obviously very niche to do something like that, but that like would be awesome. Commodore CD or something, like, all these, like, weird exactly. random ones. Yeah, yeah. And, it, on a, and you know what? I would love to see that, like... Original hardware, however many games, and maybe even you could BYOG, bring your own game. And then you, and they're playing on the respective TVs they're supposed to. So all the CRT nerds can nerd out when it's CRT stuff, and everyone else can enjoy better looking stuff on plasmas. <laughs> right, don't you talk about the Smash community like that. <laughs> so uh, Astro follows up with. Cheese. What's up? They'd like their gaming out of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I'll leave you be the Smash Basher this week. But yeah, he said mine is the Virtual Boy, for example. If you get, I think he does have a Virtual Boy, son of a bitch. I would love to have one. I yeah, if I had that, I would love it just for how ridiculous it would be to set up and try to play. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Next Jim, up, from- can I just say one thing? Go on. As I'm going through Alien games, and I'm looking through a list. Uh, there's a lot of alien art, random arcade games that are like the ones with like the gun cabinets on it. And yeah. I was like clicking through the one. And there's one you can actually buy and have delivered to your house. And it's a whole setup. Pretty expensive. But I was like, damn it, that would be kind of cool. Just to like, if you could buy one arcade kind of like that and have it at your house, what do you have one off the top of your head you would want it to be? Mine would probably be T2 Arcade. That's a good one. I get torn between that or like a really like goofy like racer, like one of, the, you know, something really over the top. Yeah, like like Chase HQ or what's the uh, what what's the one that's like kind of like Chase HQ but it's like got like the uh, it's it's not Turner and Hooch obviously but it's like the two guys and like you, you see like their crazy expressions the whole time you're trying to chase down the bad guys. Can't remember the fucking name. <sighs> yeah, I know what you're talking, but I cu- I couldn't even. Lucky and Wild. Nice, yeah. I I would probably like going with shooter games. I said there is something so, so like the time time crisis games are always the perfect. I know we talked about it many times, but the moving mechanical piece of the gun, oh just yeah, always felt so good. Mm-hmm. Or even like the sniper game, even though like you're just looking through an actual scope. And of course, I love the like you have to go into something and sit down in a little enclosure, not just be oh, out yeah. in the open. Those were always just. Yeah, there's something about that experience that, yeah, I love. Oh, yeah, that's tough to replicate. Just, yeah. you know, good old arcade classicness. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Even though some of them are coming out with through like arcade one up and now for like eight hundred bucks a piece, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, good but, question though, but thank you. Yep. Next up from Burn Retinas. Will there ever be a period where Billy Mitchell isn't trying to sue anyone? He proved he could get the highest scores cheating and not cheating. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Um, probably not because he sues everyone who uh, shit talks him. So, uh, fuck, wasn't what was that YouTuber who did the documentary on him, and then Billy Mitchell sued him? Oh, I can't remember his name. He's like the guy who does all the speed running documentaries. Ah, fuck, I gotta look that up now. It's gonna drive me crazy. Um, trying. I'm looking through an article right now. So obviously he's Carl Jobst. That's the one. So here's the deal. Do you think, obviously, when you first see him in The King of Kong, he's such a character, and he's got his hot sauce. Like, his brand is, like, goofy. I don't even know if goofiness is the right word. Is it just a publicity stunt, or do you think he's actually trying to earn something out of it? Like, is this just at the point where he's trying to stay in the spotlight by doing these things, like, as publicity? Or do you think he's doing it, like, going after them with belief he's actually right. No, I think he's 100% like doing it. Like I think he's just an egomaniac. Mm. Like like you don't walk around dressed like that and looking like that and having that kind of smile without thinking that like yeah, I'm the shit. <laughs> he's a it's a personality trait, man. Like anyone who oh god, I I hate to say the word competes in something. Um you probably got to have an ego behind you to a certain degree. And the personality. Like, he is what most wrestling heels need to be. Someone who truly believes in themselves that much and lives the persona, if you will. Oh, yeah. He's a perfect heel. So, he's that to a T. But, yeah. No, I 100% believe that as long as he can, he will sue people and he will continue to get his name out there with different shit. Do you think his hot sauce or whatever the hell he's making money off of is that much that he can stand to be in litigation that long? Or has he won enough that he's making bank? Here's the thing. I don't think he's really won any litigations. He keeps representing himself and fucking up. Oh, so that's how he's saving money because he's not high. See, I thought maybe he had like a lawyer on retainer or something. I'm like maybe for some of them, but I know like his most recent one. I think it was one of the ones against Twin Galaxies. He tried representing himself. And, like, he missed deadlines for shit and other things, and the judge was just like, all right, you know, like, we're done here. Who was that, that nerd in that documentary that was, like, his friend? Wasn't he a lawyer in the documentary? The oh. one's like, oh, you sh- iron sharpens iron, and he was just, like, I, lackey almost. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. I thought maybe he got him, like, representing him or something. I don't know. Would have been smart if he has any kind of legal background, but... Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Now... Billy Mitchell, he'll do whatever he can to stay in spotlight. And to Jim's point, he's a personality. That's all I can say. That is for sure. And last up from Phony Montana. Besides nostalgia, why is Streets of Rage 2 better than 4? I mean, it's easy. Music. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the music. But, I don't know. At the core gameplay, I almost have to say that like 2 is a little tough to go back to because it's so much slower than 4. Like... Four yeah, moves well, so much faster because, like, it's, I mean, obviously you're 20-some years later, so, of course, it's going to be a smoother experience. But, yeah, I mean, like, the music, it, it is, the, the, like, that's the biggest thing it has over it is the music, by far. And it's a wide gap. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like not even that, close. Like, like, I've come to like the soundtrack for four 
but it still like doesn't even complete with anything beforehand for me. So yeah, and you've played Street Rage Four significantly more than me. Off the top of your head, could you even hum a single song from that game? Just really, just the one from um, the police station, the second level. That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, the soundtrack. I I I I, I don't mind the graphics in four. Oh, I think it looks great. It looks good, but like I could see where an argument could be made that you just prefer two style over it. Oh yeah, like the classic pixel art style. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, but but like I said, yeah, outside of that you you can't say the characters because especially now with the DLC, you have them all from four. Well, they don't have skate, but who cared about skate? Um, <laughs> right, the, sk- the skaters are gonna come for you. <laughs> um, you can't. Yeah, you can't say the control. He can't even really say enemies. Like so, yeah, it would just come down to preference. But now, on, on the whole, if someone was like, "Hey, Street Rage Four is a better game than two, I could say, "Yeah, I understand it." It'd be like trying to yeah. to argue that like, uh, uh, what's it called Mario Kart sixty four is better than the newest one. You can't make that argument whatsoever. But yeah, now nostalgia will be the number one reason that in the, the soundtrack. Yep, for sure. So, yep, that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So, once again, thank you to all the new patrons, returning patrons, and everyone for throwing in your questions this week. Always appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Cheers. All right, Chambers, so before we move on, how did that uh, goofy beer you had treat you? What, my George Washington? You know, it's fucking fucking good, man. I'm on my second one right now. Yeah, like, I'm really enjoying this. Nice. So, what did you get, a six-pack or four-pack? Four. Isn't it funny we've become accustomed to four packs now? Yeah, I wonder if that's something that the old uh, the craft boys realize they could get over on us. Yeah, Char- charge a little more, give a little less. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But you could argue it's better quality gem, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, debatable. <laughs> um, yeah, this mother pumpkin ale, really, really delicious pumpkin beer. It's like. Not scream in your face like spices and shit, but it's really well balanced. Kind of thin, but really good. And I am moving on to old standard for pumpkin beers, the Sam Adams Jacko Pumpkin. Ah, yeah. classic. Yeah, so ain't much to say about this. This one is... Why do I always make it difficult? 4.4. Wow, that's it? 4.4%. I feel like that's really low. I wonder if I still have that written review buried in my Google Drive somewhere. I still I still have a bunch of those old reviews from like 2014. Oh man, I yeah the number of old reviews I've I've re dug up and I'm like, <sighs> I guess. remember when uh, one of the criteria we thought would be a good idea is price. Nah, because <laughs> we're like you should. I mean, it shouldn't matter if you can get drunk off a Ford a a case of beer for 14 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I still think it's a valid argument. <laughs> but of course you would. <laughs> but th- right. on that note, the fingers are still numb. That's a good sign. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> uh, of course, it's still it's st- so you're still having some nerve issue, huh? Eh, a little bit. Is it worse when you wake up in- the next morning? No. Does it get worse as you like lean a certain way or overuse your hand? No, it's kind of just been like status quo. Like, it feels like it's gotten a little teensy bit better over the past week, but, yeah, like, this one's still mostly numb. This one's just numb at the tip now. 
Now, do you have any issues actually closing your hand? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just uh, fucked up some nerves, but everything else seems functional. Color's still good. Movement's good. Only you, Jim. Only you. <laughs> and Jim, not, my charms. not not to send out anything that could get any hopes up, but uh, if some of the stuff comes into fruition with what I want to do and talk to certain people, no good. Of certain things. <laughs> And wait. <laughs> oh, Jim, speaking of things that make me laugh. This article you shared, and it's everywhere by this point, so... We finally, have to give our opinion on it, obviously. We, we have to, because we talked enough about it. You were dead wrong. Um, I can't believe how much this is. But the Nintendo Switch Online expansion was revealed for the N64 and Sega uh, at $30 a month. Or $30 increase on top of the... Yeah, not a month, just over a year. Yeah. So, So yeah, you get the N64 Online, you get the Sega Genesis Online, and you get Animal Crossing New Horizon DLC. Yay. So it's up to 50 bucks a month, a year. I, mm-hmm. I keep saying month. A year. Um, Animal Crossing. I don't know why they're so... Ex- want to just throw that out there, but it's like, okay. Maybe there's a lot of micro-purchases in the game. And Apparently the DLC on its own is worth like 20 or something like that, and maybe that's mm-hmm. how they're trying to like shoehorn saying... Oh, that's what I'm guessing. It's like, here, here's the free... You know, you get it bundled in, and but they know people will pay. Yeah, and that's for a single plan. If it's a family plan, then it's like 85 a year. So, here's the thing, Jim. I know you've already given some opinions, but first, before we give the opinions, let's talk about the games offered. So, on N64, you got Mario Kart 64, Legend of Zelda Ocarina, Star Fox 64, Mario Tennis, Super Mario 64, Dr. Mario 64, Yoshi Story, Winback Covert Ops, I don't know what the fuck that is, and Sin and Punishment, which is, as we would expect, a random obscure jet. Isn't um japan only yeah that's like the one that's like the biggest japan only game that people have always wanted to come over and be like localized so it pretty much hit all the major i'm kind of shocked i didn't throw smash in there too because they seem they seem to be going down the line of all the like kind of major first party that's got to be that's got to be a down the line like hey it's coming kind of deal but yeah winback's actually one of the first like cover shooters actually so okay so 64 whether it's good or bad, you're going, okay, whatever. So in Sega, which I think is much better, because they hit like almost all the best, is Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Golden Axe, Strider, Contra Hardcore, the Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and Gunstar Heroes. So, I think Musha was a part of it too, wasn't it? Um, oh, oh yes, I'm sorry. They, I'm only looking at the pictures. I don't oh, yeah. know why they want you. Mushu, Fantasy Star 4, Rise Star, Shining Force, Shinobi 3. So they really kind of... Sega's, Sega's lineup is really good. So yeah, that is like... They literally hit almost every... If you did a best of list... I mean, you could leave decided, Echo off there, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Echo, I, don't, I still don't get the love for that. But it's like they're like, all right, everything but the sports games. And there you go. So... Very, very interesting. Um, I mean, if you add, like, hopefully they do what they did with a lot of the NES and Super NES games and add, like, online co-op functionality and shit like that, like, that would be very, like, I think they really need to. 
sport, but um, to justify I mean, the price, you mean? Yeah, that really helped justify the price. Like they don't do online with it. Like the people, like people are mainly going to be doing like either co-op with the Sega games or fucking um, like you know four-player online. Like four-player online Mario Kart 64 sounds fun to even me. Like if there's anything that would even remotely tempt me, that would be that. But as it is, even I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. I mean, the price point's still ridiculous. Well, here, here's the thing. It's not that the price itself is ridiculous. It's the price... And here's what a lot of people don't get, because, like, yes, I get it. If you're doing a $50 plan, then it's only 4 bucks a year, which is still, you know, like, it's not a four, lot. It's, 4 bucks a month. 4 bucks a month, I meant. Yeah. 4 bucks a month is, like, nothing. Sure. So, it's a slice of pizza. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's the fact that... It's a big piece of pizza. <laughs> Yeah, a two dollar slice, Jim. <laughs> right, you gotta go get pizza where I get pizza, son. Get that good shit. You don't get good shit. You drink you that good shit. You don't know about good shit in life. I save my fancy calories for my goddamn food. You don't get shit on a dick. Oh, I get. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Easy. But go on, Jim. <laughs> but uh, hey, how you doing? But um, yeah, but no, the the problem comes from like just how much of a price increase it is in relation to what you already paid for. Like for twenty bucks a month before, you're getting NES, Super NES, and then you're also getting the ability to play games online. You're getting cloud saves. Now we talked before about how it was bullshit that they started charging a couple like a year and a half down the line for stuff they're already giving you for free. That argument aside, it's still the money that you're paying for access to all these things. And now it's just like, oh, we think these emulate these ROMs are worth thirty bucks. So yeah, it's just like a crazy like in relation to what you already got thing. That's why everyone's pissed off. Which I totally. That's why I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know what. How do I say this? I don't know if the value is there. The the only value, like you pointed out, is if you can play this online. Because to me, anyone that's excited for N sixty four shit, I would put money down. You probably still have your old N sixty four and all those games already there, like the games you'd want anyway. Let's put that like nobody. It wasn't like uh, some of the like the Super NES minis and 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 the NES minis where it's like, oh, games that are so expensive to play, like try collect for. Like now, well, I, can... I mean, Moosh is like an eight hundred dollar game now, but, yeah, but and Sin and Punishment's like two hundred bucks. So I mean, like, there's good value in there, but I mean, like. But, like, to your point, like, the only N64 game on that list I don't have is Winback. So, and do you, it's like, you, is that, like, oh, my God, I need to play? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, and, like, I own Musha, so I don't even have that enticement for the Genesis thing. So, uh, my worry is, hey, if people are excited for it, I, I think that's awesome. And, I like I said, I think the Sega value here is way higher than the N64, in my personal opinion. I guess it's what more do you expect because what is the life left on the switch and will whatever this nintendo online carry over to whatever the next iteration is i mean i think the switch as we know it it, it can't go on much longer i mean like we're going on two five years. years do you think in our two years tops i think they can maybe milk another two years without like a major revamp and but i think if whenever the major revamp comes or the switch too it's it's got to keep the same online. Like you can't pull a fucking like what you did beforehand cuz like the Switch now is like Nintendo. Like it's not yeah. like, you know, home console portable. It's all in one now. So that's uh-huh. the way it's going to be going forward. 
So, like, they have to keep that architecture going. Not the architecture, but the online thing and all your benefits going from thing to thing now. Like, yeah. you don't have, you can't have the excuse of, like, the uh, the 3DS and Wii U virtual consoles being a different service entirely than the Wii's virtual console. And then you had to pay for all the games all over again. Like, you can't have that shit. Do you think, and I, I don't follow it enough, I, with the NES and Super NES, I know it gets games. They've never v- removed games, right? I don't think no. I don't think they've removed games, and it's been just a very but as we know trickle. It's been a very like a lot of people are like, oh, I mean, they have games planned for the future for these things. It's like probably, but it's if it's going to be anything like what we've seen already for three years, it's going to be a very slow trickle. And then after like every once in a while, they're going to dangle a game you really want, and then it'll probably be a bunch of games that are super cheap to license, and we're going to get more shit by Jalico and crap like that. So yeah, like. I don't think we're going to be getting, like, banger after banger with each release. We're going to be getting maybe one game every couple months that people really want. I And when I think of that, I'm almost like, is it just worth it unless you desperately really want this stuff? Just wait and wait till the library's better. That's if you're getting if you're getting this for the purposes of those games is what I'm saying. Obviously, if you're playing online, you need it anyway. But if, if like, if you're someone who has a Switch or hasn't gotten one... But, yeah, but then you don't have to upgrade either. You can keep your $20 plan, too, just to play online. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So, I don't know. I mean, does this... You're the N64 and Sega guy. as a, And a guy that switches your number one console you play now. I yeah. mean, is... Do you think this entices you at all to get it? Not really. I'm like, unless a bunch of buddies went... Hey, let's all play Mario Kart 64 online. I'd be like, yeah, two bucks more a month. What the fuck? Fuck it. Like, like, yeah. I I could justify it because it's still stupid cheap in the long run, but it is still like you know it is still ridiculous how much more they're charging in relation though. So it'll be a thing where I'd be like, yeah, I'm a dick for doing it, but whatever. Fuck it. It's still stupid cheap. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm not I'm not going out of my way to go and get it. Now, I think even more egregious is the fact that, like, the N64 and Sega Genesis controllers that they're selling for the Switch now. Oh, dude. 50 bucks a piece. Whoo! Other than the the collectors on YouTube who need the, who need to do the video of the release, I really hope regular people ain't get, aren't getting those things. Yeah, I mean, look, I have one of the Super NES ones, and I have, like, one of the dual sets of the NES ones, and you know what? I bought them two years later when they were 50% off. So... Yeah. Like, if you do want to get them, just fucking wait. They'll be on sale. Like, I know they already sold out, but of course the people who are going to buy them right away are going to do it anyway. But j- j- unless you really need them, just wait. I haven't even opened mine, so. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, here, here's the deal. I I am happy for people that this if this makes you really happy and you're uber excited and you can do, like what Jim said, play with some buddies on some games you miss playing, that's awesome. I just, you know, be warned you can probably not expect the next batch of 64 and even Genesis games to be bangers. Like, you're yeah. probably going to get some very low level and and in no time soon. You know, I'd say probably at a minimum four to six months. Right. And, I mean, the biggest argument against the Sega one is the fact that, like, a lot of those games have already been released on the Switch, part of that Genesis collection. Mm-hmm. Now that collection is not great because it kind of runs like crap. But it's still there, and it's still really cheap if you just want to play the games and yeah. actually own them. So there's also that too. Yeah, like you said, um, I it's stupid cheap. I still think overall, your the value is really up to you if you think you're getting the value from it. Um, yeah, 
like a 50 bucks a year like 50 bucks is a night at the bar that's a cheap night at the bar like <laughs> like i still don't think like the price is that bad it's no. still just like it's such a bad look in the grand scheme of things though that's what i mean it's nintendo still being nintendo but at a price where you can't you can't just say the price is ridiculous right and there were those tweets out there that were like i can't wait to see all the people who were bitching about the price you know showing off you know how much fun they're having with it it's like that happens every time you know what's gonna happen oh everyone the the community are if nothing else hypocrites when it comes to bashing someone and then turn around and be like i need to show my clout so yep now it'll Gets be interesting diffuse. but make sure you guys comment below let us know what you're thinking if you're interested are you gonna buy it and what what is the selling point for you? So I'd love to hear. Yeah, especially the selling point part. Yeah. Give us your justification. All right, Chambers. Speaking of games being resurrected. Proud <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> of yourself, aren't you? Such a wordsmith. All right. So the Diablo 2 Resurrected has uh, it's had a few issues, hasn't it, Jim? Yeah. Sounds like old Call of Duty server date game. Or Ish. days. Issues to the point where people are asking for refunds and talking about it. So yeah, Diablo 2, you know, as of a couple weeks ago, had its uh, remaster come out. Diablo 2 Resurrected, as Brian so gleefully put it. And, um, damn it. So yeah, to the point where there's been so many login issues that uh, Blizzard, like, continuously has to put out updates. So one from October 13th is them going... As part of our continued investigation into the issues, our team will be actively monitoring and reacting to the situation during peak playtimes, and there may be periods where logins or game creation are limited. And from what I'm hearing, that is a to say the least. Everything I've read and and seen about this is, like, people that know more about this said, like, what it's going to take to fix it is going to be a goddamn nightmare, apparently. I I guess people have been reading into, like, what some of the issues are and probably why it's got more traction of like we want a refund because the long-term fix is probably potentially not really doable they're just gonna have to keep releasing patches and and apparently as of the 14th they did a lengthy statement to the forums that said that the causes is like they tried to stay true to the original game so they kept a lot of legacy code and one service is struggling to keep up with modern behavior so they're like, where are we going to keep going on it? So it's funny because, like, I've talked to some people, both, like, online and one of my good friends offline. Like, he was talking about it. And he was like, hey, talk about Diablo. I'm like, all right. So, like, so people online are like, yeah, like, every time I try to log in, like, it's either impossible to get into a game or I just get booted. So my one buddy, Andrew, who's been playing it a lot, and he was, like, a Diablo 2 fanatic when we were younger. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, so now instead of, like, you know, just letting everyone log in at once, now they're doing, like, a queue for being, like, to be able to log in and, to, like, to play. And he was like, yeah, I'm only spot number 294 right now. I was like, holy fuck. He's like, yeah, I guess I'm waiting a while. So I guess, like, their little meantime Band-Aid fix is to, like, just put all the players in a queue to in wait your queue. turn to play. And he's also saying to, like, like, you know, like, I guess, like, all the people in different time zones are trying to, like, skip the peak ash for their time zones and go in the other countries ones. So, like, every time he tries to log in and play, like, people from Europe are flooding the American servers and shutting them down. And it's just, like, everyone bouncing off everyone else's different servers fucking everything up, too. Like, it, this is a disaster. I just... We, we talk about this all the time. There, you, you know bugs are going to pop up. You know things are going to happen. 
this seems like such a not just like a oh crap we didn't fix the map so now people can go under it <laughs> this is like a such a game breaking piece like how the fuck did this pass qc or like any type of I, I i'm just guessing every game nowadays gets a beta and alpha test how did it pass that shit probably maybe they were too busy trying to finger blast the interns because it's black division blizzard damn it Jim. I, I mean do is this just a there's too many people trying to play an issue or is this well, just you all right maybe this is me putting on my alex jones tinfoil hat oh, but when God. they when they put on the line saying that in trying to keep true to the game we kept a lot of legacy code what that reads to me is we had either a very short time frame or not a lot of money or we were lazy and we just used a lot of old code and tried to get away with it so did to meet a deadline. <laughs> Jim, don't you dare. Well, bro, if it, does, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, oh, shit, it's broke. Uh-oh. Bully. Um, well, let me ask you this. Can you play the game not joining in a queue like could you just play the game locally i guess have to be on a server i don't know i haven't looked in i haven't played the new one myself okay i mean the game looks good i i've never been i have the first two diablos i've put a an abysmal a buzz, a, uh, abysmally small amount of hours into the games same so i don't have like a nostalgia or a ton of experience with it so this is not something that like would even make me want to go to it, but the fact that this happens and I know that community is there's a huge community that still loves their Diablo. Oh yeah. That sucks for them. Like I don't like seeing this shit. And as far as the refund, it's like, well, if you bought the game physically, you can get a refund. But I guess it, this is more PC people that are like they want to re like I, I don't like that's what I don't get. Like wh when people are saying I want a refund, can't you just take the game back to well, wherever you got I it? I think one of the reports was saying how, like, a person was trying to get a refund for it, and then the uh, Blizzard was like, nah, you've put too much time in. So, like, we can't give you a refund for that. <laughs> They're trying to apply the, like, restaurant when scumbags try to, like, eat a, a three-fourths of a meal and then say, I don't like it. Can I get a I'm just wondering what that threshold that they're using is, because, like, if you're talking about someone maybe playing for, like, 10 hours or something like that, like, 10 hours is a drop in a bucket for, like, Diablo people. That's nothing. That's, that's like, you know, that's fucking, that's, yeah, so. I guess if you're a company, though, what is a, th like, you could say, you, you can't, you can't use the extremes, the people that put, like, 4,000 hours into a game. So you gotta be, like, alright, like, like, you take you, for example, like, you get Call like, of Duty Right. When you get with us, you maybe what max out fifteen hours in a game, maybe, and yeah. So especially at this point, so it's like, what is a? I don't know what a good threshold would be. That Blizzard's like, no, you have played the game enough, but I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I would actually like to see if they have like a go dead date for like amount of time played. Yeah, or if it's yeah, yeah. That's weird. I, I don't know. Like, I, I would like to follow this, see if they do come out with better fixes or something. I, I hope for the sake of people wanting to play it, it does get fixed. But like I, I mean, said, I would like to eventually play it because, like, I always felt like that's a game I should have put a little more time into. Mm -hmm. like, that so it's is, like, you know what? That would be was... a good series we should review one month, Jim. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I, I do, I'm the same way. I, I always go like, man, I really do want to dive into it a little more. Obviously, we'll never be to a level of like other people, but no. yeah, I, I would like to get so, get my hands dirty in there. And there's only three of them, so yeah, single. Damn it. Tim, what about the mobile game? I don't know if that's a joke. Did that even ever come out? I don't even know if that ever came out. I don't know. I just threw it out there. Though. I remember, just remember we, the memes. We talked about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Let us know if you are you guys anyone out Have there you been affected? Diablo Have fan? you bought it? Yeah. Now, you, now Andrew, when he said he was like number two ninety six, did he say like what's the average time from when he clicks like start or enter queue? Like, is he waiting like an hour to like? You know what? I'll, given... I'll, I'll text him right now. So yeah, let me I'm see. Curious. Yeah, look into that, but uh, oh boy, a ring alert! Somebody attempted a burglary in here. About a burg burglary. A burglary? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let me know what he says. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, this is a very open-ended thing. But I saw a couple articles, and they'll all be linked below. We don't have to go through them all, but I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't realize this was a thing until, once again, I saw something through Dead by Daylight. And I was about to say, because the only thing I saw through this was like some tweet that blew up today about people well, being pissed about this. Dead by Daylight, and then when I looked into it, I've seen a couple more. But um, NFTs in video games. And in Dead by Daylight... There's this big controversy because basically they just recently released the Hellraiser chapter. Um, and w with this co collaboration with some company, they're basically saying if you buy an NFT, you automatically get the DLC as well as some potential in-game exclusive content. And then I was like, well, that's kind of fun. Like, not that it's anything that, like, changes the gameplay, but it might be, like, a cosmetic or something. Um, then I read into it on other games, and that's apparently, like... Something that's happening on a few games, and Steam came out and banned all video games selling cryptocurrencies and NFTs, and the best is Age of Rust, where... Yeah, I was reading that right now. Apparently you can sell real-world, quote-unquote, NFTs for in-game NFTs, yes. for missions and shit like that. Like, so you're basically what? saying, like, in order to play specific missions or get specific cosmetics, you have to buy these NFTs. And I'm like... That's a slippery fucking slope. Like, and I and I titled this little segment, "Our NFTs and New Microtransactions." I didn't realize there's a whole fucking market of games that are based completely on that. And the one is like, oh god, it's like Axie or something. Um, but like, I didn't. I I thought NFTs were kind of a joke thing. Like, I knew there was like things being sold and they were crazy. But um, the most interesting is the 15 video game NFTs and how much they sold for. And to run down it fast, there's a Le LeBron James Kobe tribute dunk from NBA Top Shot that sold for $220,000. Oh, Jesus titty fucking Christ. <laughs> and then there's something uh, Nav Navination Season 1 Cup from Navi. Uh which sold for an estimated 100k in cryptocurrency. Now, the caveat is almost all these values are based on cryptocurrencies. Well, that's what you pay for NFTs in. Like no one pays real money. It's always yeah. like based on Ethereum network trading. Sure. And, and and so like but some of these like uh 
you know, Ronaldo's 2019 and 2020 from Sorare sold for more than a quarter million dollars and like you just go down the list and i'm like i still don't uh, oh here it is genesis land plots from axie infinity in this game you can only buy land plots with nfts and someone spent 1.5 million dollars worth of this NFTs. shit is all a scam it's all just money laundering for rich people that's all his that, bullshit is well, these are all I, games that no one's ever heard of for the most part Buying fucking land in game shit. Like, it's all just fucking money laundering using shit that's apparently going to planet. Well, let me ask you, though. So, all most of those games I mentioned, except for some of the sports games, I, I agree with you. But here's my question is, I see this shit with, like, uh, Behavior, who does Dead by Daylight. And if, like, that becomes a real thing, do you think that's going to start gaining prevalence? Is is it, like, a push oh, to try to it's, get it's, cryptocurrency and all that bullshit, like, really? It's us? like, yeah, I mean, they cut you off, sorry, but, like, it's like anything else where, like, once someone does it and it becomes a thing, then it becomes a thing for everyone. Yep. Is, and what did that? What did that be a bitch if that's the thing that, like, really starts to legitimize cryptocurrency is fucking, like... Millionaires laundering money on video games and it just like trickles down. But isn't that like the genius way because tech and video games and cryptocurrency and your own virtual world like that is the avenue. And remember a while ago I, I tied that whole thing, the concern of video games creating their own currencies that can't be regulated. Remember like we kinda laughed at it as like a joke, like, yeah, that's ridiculous. But if it went down this path and almost to a degree it is creating that like ready player one style world where like if the value in cryptocurrency is legit enough to somebody and you're making transactions through video games then it translates to real world dollars should it be regular like i don't know i well i mean let's put it this way like fiat currency as they like to call it now like that's just based on make-believe like we don't have the gold standard anymore so like we just say, yeah, the dollar's worth this much. The euro's worth this much. Like, none of it's fucking real at this point. So, like, I can even see, like, if a game just started using straight-up crypto as a currency in it, I'm like, all right, it makes sense. Like, crypto's publicly traded, and it does have a dollar value. It's just the value that people put on it. One day it could be worth 50000 One day it could be worth nothing. So, like, that's the risk you take with this bullshit. But, I, I mean, I could see it as a thing that you use as a currency. Now, dumping it into an NFT is, like, a fucking stupid collectible JPEG with, like, I get it's a JPEG with, like, one line of code that makes it, like, uniquely yours. Go fuck yourself. Like, that, it's not real. So, like, I still think <laughs> NFTs are dumb as shit, but, like, I can see, like, using crypto. Like, fucking... Jim, give me the dumb guy explanation, because I keep trying to get a simplified with the NFTs. Like, you, what you just said, so I, uh, you own a JPEG, and it's uniquely yours. It's like a trading card, essentially, with a Based, specific yeah. code. Yes. But is there any actionable, like... Okay, I own the rights to this, but say somebody Google images and just happens to have mine to show up, and then they try to copy it, and I track them down and find it. Like, is it supposed to be actionable that I'm like, hey, that's mine? I don't know about the actionable part of it, but I guess, what do you call it? Like, I'm sure there's some kind of checks and balance in place where, like, if you're, if you're a person who fucks with NFTs and buys NFTs, I'm sure you're, like, at least in this stage of the game, you're putting the effort out there to like really know what you're doing to make sure you get that like one all important sure. line of code that's tied to it. But yeah, I mean, I can see that getting scammed left and right. It's probably the easiest thing in the world to scam to a dummy. It's probably happened already for all we know. So, oh, it yeah. has to have. Like, yeah, 
I, I, I don't know. I, it, this is one of those things where I go, where is it going to go? Is like, cryptocurrency and NFTs and all this bullshit going to end up being, though, the thing that almost, in my eyes, like, does that ruin game? Like, microtransaction I have a big enough problem with. Games yeah. are whoring them out, and unfortunately it's like, yeah, you can get the base game for your 50 or 60 bucks, and you can do this, but if you wanted to unlock the other features, get this shit. And is it going to, like, way too much monopolize, capitalize, and turn games into purely that? I mean, I, I think there's a real chance it could happen, especially if it keeps going and takes off. I don't think it's going to be a real thing until, like, a real game dev, like, is ballsy enough to actually say, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to allow this to happen. So, yeah, like, Fortnite comes out, everything you can buy oh, is in crypto. Christ. Holy fuck. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck you, every parent ever. So, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that, that's a, it's a scary thought because, like, I mean, like, I don't like, like it. I have a tiny bit of money in crypto, but I'm just like, yeah, crypto is basically bullshit. I'm just like, I'm just betting on bullshit right now. So, like, yeah, but like, an NFT is like, yeah, that's like expert mode, like, you know, fucking microtransactional bullshit. Like, you're like, I, I don't see how there's any way you can possibly say there's anything legit about an NFT. I just do not see it at all. I, yeah, that's the part like, I would like need playing cards to for rich me. people, I guess. Like, that is, like, it's the best digital way playing to say. cards. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. digital playing cards. And, I mean, how many times the digital market, I don't know why you wouldn't learn from the physical. Like, where are these people now that had, other than specific Pokemon or whatever you can reference, but the atypical, like, tops playing cards that everyone's dad collected and a lot of our generation, like, still probably had, like... I still have a thing of signed. I don't even know how many. I call it my valuable cards. I haven't looked it up, but I'm I'm not sitting on thousands of dollars. Like you know, you yeah. some people thought that is going to be almost like a savings account. And yeah. No. What do you call it? Like, uh, there's this uh, woman on Twitter named Mary Kay. She's like kind of like a games journalist, but uh, she basically said like I have the feeling that this is just the same thing that happened 30 years ago with comic books in the early 90s when everyone thought mm -hmm. buying like these variants of like issue number ones that were printed into millions are going to be worth like a retirement fund. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's just happening over and over again, but just in a new digital way. Yeah. She's right. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, Jim, would you say history repeats itself? Yeah. Oh, it, history always repeats itself. Right. That's why you got to burn a history book. So no one can ever learn. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> so if anyone out there, here's the deal. If anyone out there actually owns or purchased an NFT, I would, triply love to hear from you and if you're oh, if you own an nft and you're out there listening i want you as a guest on the podcast yes. like, i want to sit down and fucking talk to you about this and if shit. you can explain this shit to us and why why it's valuable why you think it's val valuable i'll buy you a beer an there nft beer but you know it's it's a beer <laughs> well Brian, if you buy him an nft of a beer then he's just paying dividends there you go Pickles. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Awkward ending. New transition. <laughs> All right, Chambers. So uh, bringing back the uh, director games I'd want to see. Oh, actually, Brian, real quick. Um, yes. Apparently, when he was like 294 out, it took like 10, 15 minutes to get in. So it wasn't like super. Oh, long. okay. So, okay. That's still so that's sucks, not That's a little more. But yeah. it's not like. It's hours. more palatable. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Awesome. So as far as directors we want to see games from, um, 
this one to me is a kind of a no-brainer. But uh, tis get, the season. Tis the season for sure. Uh, good old John Carpenter. Um, you know, running through, I'll just go through some of his biggest movies. You could argue Assault and Precinct, Precinct Thirteen. Just make it. I would like to see that as a uh, fuck. I always forget the name. What is the Super NES uh, rail shooter, gallery shooter, the uh, wild blazing uh, fucking? Oh, what, wild guns. Wild guns. Yeah. I almost want to see a style like that for Assault and Precinct Thirteen. That'd be interesting. I almost think you could do like like almost like a tactical game with Assault and Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, actually, that that's true. Like a. Uh, uh, XCOM almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, Halloween. <laughs> this is a game. We, we've I already see. had a bunch of games. Maybe make a good one. Well, no, or... no. There's only the only official is Atari. That's the crazy part about Halloween. There's been a fan make one. There's been Michael Myers released in Call of Duty, and now Michael Myers is in Dead by Daylight. That's the only things with Michael Myers in them. Oh wow, which that's is wild. fucking insane. Like. I don't know how they haven't made a legit Halloween game, but do it. I don't know what else to say. Now, let me ask you. You've played Friday the 13th. I know you liked it. When you hear about games, and obviously we've done some NES, like you've played Friday the 13th there, you played Nightmare on Elm Street. If the prospect of a Halloween game came out, would you rather be like Laurie or a victim or like a human trying to fight against him, or do you want to be him? I, I mean, it almost seems like you'd have to be like you know Laurie or one of the humans just because like, like he's like the perfect bad guy for a game, like you know the almost unkillable fucking you know final boss kind of deal. So, yeah. you know what I would love to see it as if you do the AI and the style from like Alien Isolation, because that was oh, the best be AI good. I've ever seen, and just like in that game, there's really only one Xenomorph. But you're putting a bunch of situations where you have to avoid it. So whoever made that, I, I think it was Fox Interactive or something. Do Sega. that with yeah. Halloween, yeah, or Sega, yeah, that's right. So that would be awesome. Um, that would be a good one. The Fog, you've seen that, right? You know what? No, I haven't. Okay, that's great horror movie. That one. There's a couple different ways you could kind of go about it, but I would. Oh, he was like, a, he was a writer for They Live. Shit. Yeah, well, they live. That would definitely be one. I would say, um, is that just? Do you just do a beat 'em up style? <laughs> I was just thinking straight beat 'em up. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want. glasses. But Jim, but do you do a whole quick time event for that fist fight, and you have to hit everything perfect, or you have to restart it? <laughs> See, I was just thinking about that. How do you how do you do that fight perfect though? How do you do it justice? Because you like, got to do a, you got to do quick time events and make it really long and drawn out. Be like Jesus Christ, because <laughs> that's the part of it. like that thing was what an eight minute fight or something. It was something around rid- that yeah, ridicul- ridiculous. Um, big trouble in Little China. I, I know I've talked about it many times. There actually was a big Commodore. trouble. Commodore. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that's another one. You do a beat em up shoot em up style something, almost Streets of Rage-ish with guns. Or, you know what? Fuck it. I want to see almost like an open world kind of style to that. I want that game so bad. I miss that. Um. <sighs> Some of these I think are a little more obscure, but obviously Escape from L.A. and Escape from New York. Has that not been a game? I Maybe once? Like, I think, like, it's been... 
not done nearly enough than it should be. Like, it obviously spawned inspiration for, for Metal Gear Solid. But I'm looking right now. I don't see... Uh, there was a cancel game. A Escape from New York, Snake, Bliskin's first escape. Game. So it was a canceled game uh, for the PS2 Xbox. But I don't see... Like, that one, obviously, I would say, like, almost like a Metal Gear, but with a little bit more of a basis on shooting shit. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Vampire... You know what? Did you ever see Vampires? No. With James Woods. James Woods? In a vampire yeah. movie? It's from 98. It was like such... It was a Danny Baldwin... Which Baldwin was it? Danny Baldwin. Um, it's such Not a... Not Billy Baldwin? A, no. It's such a schlocky, goofy... And anything in James Woods, you know what to kind of expect. Yep. But it's like goofy, action-y vampire movie. It's such a popcorn turn-your-brain-off. You get actual enjoyment out of it. You really need to say it. It's I'm James Woods. Come on. He's like acting like the ultimate badass vampire hunter. What else do you need to hear? <laughs> there needs to All be right, a, you, a whole anthology. You sold me. <laughs> you know what? I want to see anthology. You know what? Here's what's funny. You know how like there's anthology movies? I want to see anthology based on certain actors. Like a James Wood anthology games. <laughs> or yeah, I just insert- broke my brain for a second. Holy shit. <laughs> Or do anthology for directors, like we're trying to talk about in these segments. Like Quentin Tarantino, anthology games, or whatever it is. And do all the different styles. Ghost of Mars, another ridiculous movie. (laughs) I was like, I vaguely remember hearing about that, but I know nothing about that movie. Iceberg, Natasha Henstrich. Like, that was... I don't even know what the fuck to call that movie. It's a sci-fi movie, kind of horror. There's, like, legit ghost on mars it's i don't even know what else to say about that um but yeah i mean carpenter has some unique movies that i really think he could you know obviously i'm i didn't bother mentioning the thing because they have a game that's amazing for it right christine would be an interesting one and have you seen that one that's the uh the car yeah the killer car right yeah which has one of the coolest, I think, reversed film, like when the car is destroyed and it puts itself back together scenes. That was actually a really, really cool scene. But yeah, being a killer, you know what? Do Christine just in crazy taxi style, and instead of picking people up, you're killing them. That's a great goddamn idea. You That's know all what? You do. I'll, I'll give you that credit, Brian. That's a good <laughs> idea. So yeah, I don't know. I I just I thought of John Carpenter. And I was like, that's a no-brainer to me. I want to see more of his movies made. Yeah, so. I mean, that, yeah, apparently Ghost of Mars was his last one he directed. Like, shit, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, he's an old boy. Well, he's he's dead. Oh. So, say rest well, in peace. Yeah, I guess he's extremely old then. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! What? Son of a bitch. Hold on, let me get a beer. Okay. Oh. He's not dead. I was wrong. Shit. My mistake. I love you, John Carpenter. (laughs) Jim, I just told the people I made the, uh uh-oh, John Carpenter is not dead. I don't know. There is a horror director 
I know George Romero, and I thought there was somebody else, but I was wrong. He's not dead. Well, I'll be goddamned. Look at me go. I'm sorry, Jay-Z. <laughs> Damn it. That's why I call him, because we're buddies. Oh, huh. well, <laughs> let me put it that way. <laughs> All right, Chambers, so uh, you sticking with the same beer? Um, No. Um, <laughs> found out tonight I'm going just with the Coors Light, keeping it light, you keeping would. it simple. You would, bitch. What? Now I have two more to enjoy next time. Bitch. Um, <clears throat> Sam Alms, Jacko. I gotta say, even though there's the slightest little chemically taste, that is just pure cinnamon and like pumpkin pie flavor. It's pretty damn good. And uh, the next one, <laughs> these clever sons of bitches. Good old Conchi Brewing Company's Nightmare on East Elm Street. Love the can design Ooh. with the scrape and the stripes a la Freddy. Mm. Um, such a cool looking can. This is why it's been. It's not a ton of effort. Put some fucking effort in your cans, people. That's all I ask. Um, Minimalist bullshit. Yeah, don't even get me started. But this is an old can. So this was canned on 8-26-2020. Yeah, it's not that bad. So it's a little over a year. <laughs> Age to perfection. <clears throat> so, uh, Jim, I don't know if it's controversial, but no. we have a which is better returning, if you will. Yep. Right, would you think this is resurrected, huh? <laughs> Damn it. Jim, you get? I, I would call this the Battle of the Vanias. Well, one of them isn't a Vania. One's right. annoyed and one's a Mania. Metroidvania? I, I know. <laughs> so, which is Thank better? You, the Castlevania series or the Metroid series? Fuck. Obviously, I threw this in here with Metroid Dread being released. Um, and since <laughs> with Jim and I going through the fucking horde of horror games, Castlevania is on my mind all the time. So I was like, you know what? The, those two, and I'll say this, I like those two series combined Better than I like most of the first party series from Nintendo. Like Legend of Zelda, Mario. Like, I prefer Castlevania Metroid games over those. I mean, Metroid is a first party series. But I, I'm saying, I feel like they don't get the attention. I always. And I Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so. It, oh, and here's another question I had for you, Jim. Mm -hmm. Do you consider Metroid, and more specifically, Super Metroid? Could you almost put that as a horror game? Um, I would say they are definitely borderline, especially uh, Super Metroid with the soundtrack, because like that is a very moody soundtrack. So here's especially my some of the boss fights too. Yeah. So I didn't put Metroid in my NES titles because for Me some neither. reason I look at that as very sci-fi-ish, or not even. I don't even know what to put that. In, just action. But Super Metroid from the opening of the game, like you said, the soundtrack. Some of the monsters, like, I'm almost, like, struggling with maybe... Super's way list. more moody. I was thinking about putting it on my list, but I was like, eh, I still think it's a little too borderline. Yeah, so... And especially I, you have the haunted ship, too. Like, that could have been your excuse right there. It's very... Yeah, I'm very torn. I I haven't finished the list yet, so it's up for debate if I include it. But um, putting that aside, yeah, I was just curious if you considered that a horror game or not. Um, I think an argument is definitely that. But overarching use whatever logic you want it could be personal preference or quality of the games which is better i mean obviously there are a significantly larger library in the castlevania series right 
Um, actually, I don't know how many Metroid games are there. First party, first uh, title. There's like five official, and then Prime. There's three of them, and then there's a couple little offshoots here and there. But it is like your Federation forces and Prime Pinball, which is excellent, or um, <laughs> other M shit like that. Okay, so yeah, it's like one, two. So yeah, yeah there's there, not be, you maybe have like fifteen Metroid games total. Yeah. Now, what is your experience with Metroid games? I have beaten one Super and Fusion. I have played a little bit of Prime Trilogy. Dabbled okay. a tiny bit in like all three of them, and I didn't like. I really don't like the Prime games, but I like. I've tried to take more time in them. I just, I just didn't like how they played. Like, was it the control or was it the gameplay was kind of boring to you? I didn't put enough time in. Like, I just didn't like the control off the bat, so I kind of just like noped out quick. Gotcha. And Castlevanias. Um, I've never beaten any Castlevania. Really? Yeah. No. What do you call it? Like, I, I, I could probably easily beat four, but I just never put the time in to sit down and actually just go through it. But no, nah, I've never beaten this. I mean, unless you count like Bloodstained, I beat Bloodstained. But um, yeah, I've never beaten any of them. Cause, but I do really like them because like I've played, I've played a lot of one, I've played a lot of three, I've played a lot of Super, I've played a lot of Rondo, I've played a lot of uh, Bloodlines. Bloodlines. You've yeah, never beaten I've, Bloodlines, like haven't you had that as a ki- since a kid? No, I only got that like three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I played a lot of Symphony until like every Metroidvania, I got lost and quit. And uh, I really didn't play any of the um, like I I, I want to wait for either a limited run release or just a sale on the uh, advanced collection because I never played any of the Game Boy Advance games, so yeah. I really want to try and play those. Uh, I never played any of the DS ones, so I have Judgment on the Wii, but I haven't touched it. That's the one-on-one fighting game. Yeah, but uh, D- which is a game I really want to play. It's funny. That's one we do have that. to go through. Yeah. yeah. It's fu- so I have, no I I mean I've spent a lot of time with both series, so I I have played and beaten every Castlevania up until yeah you hit those DS and handheld games, right? I just I don't have any of those, so I've never and I never played to- like the Lords of Shadow on three six or anything like that. So that that game, I was already a Castlevania nerd diehard, and then the Lords of Shadow really reignited myself. And, like, oh, my God, I fucking love... That game is so underrated in that series. Um, yeah, so, obviously, my Castlevania nerdism is, is really high. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you think? So, like you said, take into account at whatever you want. You can take in graphics, sound. So, maybe that would be a good good way to kind of go for it. So, if you do graphics... But it's tough, because then it's like, which are you comparing because you could only say yeah, Metroid I mean, they, versus one through three of Castlevania, right? I mean, like, yeah, they go through so many different consoles and generations, and they intersect and shit like that. Like, it's really tough. All right, so I'll try to sum up. Like, like I'll say, like Castlevania three looks better than like Metroid one or Metroid two on the Game Boy, obviously. But like, then again, you have all the Castlevania games on the Game Boy too. Shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it would be impossible to try to go thing by thing. I'll say I and oh shocker, but this actually is much tougher for me because Metroid on the Game Boy, the uh, whatever it is, two Sam, Samus or yeah. Return of Samus, and then Samus Returns. That was like yeah. my fa- that is my favorite Game Boy game. Um, but here's the deal: like the Metroid games, and I don't have much experience. I'm like you. I had a buddy who had Prime, played a little bit, and I was like, yeah, this don't feel like a 
this doesn't feel like a metroid game to me right um the only problem is metroid games feel the same outside of prime they're like the same like you know tons of exploration whatever they didn't expand with castlevania even though i don't i'm actually one of those people i'm not a huge fan of the metroidvania style once symphony of the night hit that introduced a new thing to the style of castlevania and then i've never actually played the n64 either game so i can't speak on that but then lord of shadows with the 3d style like so there's a few different styles to choose from but what i love is it really encompassed like the horror theme and it kind of stuck to its guns but it does manage to make things feel new whereas no matter what metroid game i played i didn't feel like anything was that new of a gameplay mechanic and i might have a different opinion if i dive deep into prime and i end up loving that but but i like the different feels for castlevanias and i think overall the production in castlevania games is always like the music never is just i've never played a castlevania game where the music was like eh, it's only okay yeah. I was like, oh shit, they went all out for this. And every generation, I feel like we got such a great Castlevania game. I can't say the same for Metroid. Now, Super Metroid... Metroid didn't get as much love, though. Like That's not Metroid's fault. No, 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 I know. And, and like I said, that's where I think you could argue Metroid is a more underrated series because it didn't get the love and it didn't get the appreciation. Yeah. Um, but I, I think overall, Castlevania is just a better series. Because um, they are developed by a better company. But <laughs> I don't know if you can say that nowadays, but... Mm. I don't know. What about Dread, Jim? <laughs> Made by Nintendo. Still a top-notch company. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Great uh, customer service, but they're online. Yeah, 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 Jim. It's really good when you emulate it. <laughs> now i i don't know see me and and, and i'm torn because i'm the horror guy but especially when i look at newer games and i still think lords of shadows are an amazing game it's uh metroid hasn't made that jump yet to like getting out of 2d or whatever i think if it can come out with a game that breaks its mold and does something else then it could compete better. But that's just my opinion. What about you? Fucking bugs. Well, at least we don't have the cricket this time. Damn it. Uh, you know what? It's it. kind don't of fucking jinx it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, I've beaten more Metroid games. And, like, I actually think, like, the Metroid games are, like, the... It's actually funny. It's just called Metroidvania genre. All because of Symphony of the Night. Yeah. But, um, but like, I still think, like... Metroid does the best job with that genre because, like, I've played a lot of games like it, and I always get, like, hopelessly lost, and then I try to find a walkthrough, and even with a walkthrough, I'm like, I still can't find the one fucking part I need. (laughs) But, like, Metroid is still streamlined enough, even with, like, Super, which is, like, probably still the most open-ended one. And with it, I haven't played Dread yet. But, uh, like, even Super, it's like, oh, this is what I had to do. It was, like, one fucking stupid spot. Yeah. So, like, I still think, like, as of, like, that, like, exploration-y kind of genre of game, you know, once you get past, like, the early ones with no maps, like, I still think they probably still do it the best for the most part. But, um, I don't know. I still just like going back to Castlevania more, though. Because, like, it, it, it's probably almost unfair because, like, 
with Castlevania, you also can scratch the Metroid itch. Where it's like with yeah. Metroid, like you're you have the Metroid itch or you have the Prime itch, and if you don't like Prime, then you're just out of luck there. Then you'll have to like you know six games. So, well, I guess seven. One, two, Super Fusion. There's Metroid Zero, Zero, Zero Mission, Mission, Samus Return Returns, Samus, Samus Returns, Super Metroid yeah. Fusion, Other M Dread. And then Metroid Prime to Well, Other M is just like more like just an action game too. It's like a third person action game for the most part. It's not I even mean, like as exploration y. Yeah, but I'm saying like I'm looking at the games and I'm just going, okay, like once again, it, it's a much, much Federation smaller force. library, which is why I'm trying not to say like volume of <sighs> games. It does have a really good pinball game though. It does have a good pinball offshoot. Dear God damn pinball. Oh, Jim, speaking of pinball, not to take us off topic. I think you're going to like one of the games I'm going to make you play for the Alien Month. It's an Alien pinball game for the PS3 and PS4. Really? Ooh. Okay. And it, it looks pretty goddamn awesome. But All right, I'm down for that. We'll get into that. But, yeah, Yay. so. Well, here's no, the but I, if I if I had to pick one, like, you know what? You know what? Here's what it is. What's the, what's the series I go back to the most? It's Castlevania. Castlevania. Now, it's, pro- it's probably not fair because there's so many of them and there's the different styles. And I, both styles I really like, but it's Castlevania. That's what I go back to. So, so when you go back to Castlevania games, what is your go-back-to game? It's either, for the most part, it's either it's either Rondo or Bloodlines for the most part. Or Symphony, I guess. Because I haven't played many of them really? after that. It's Rondo yeah. or Bloodline. Not You don't go 1, 2, or 3, or 4? You know what it is like. I'm, I have a weird relationship with the NES. Like it's one that I almost never go to. Like the NES is never the system that I go. Like you know what? I feel like playing NES. Like I almost never say that. Really? Maybe like one once a year for like maybe two weeks. So maybe I'm just like a 16-bit snob that way. But like, and yeah. So I would think you'd go to four then at that point. Four is probably the one I should just so I can like beat one. But you know what it is? I don't like the sound in four. Like really? I know the song, I know the songs are well composed. I just hate the instrumentation in four because it's too good compared to no, shit. not because it's too good. You're just used to the jarringness of Sega Sound. <laughs> no, Sega Soundtrack's good except for when you fucking beat a level with that organ sound. That's fucking terrible. But um, I don't know. It's just something about like the weird like it's almost it's too like tinny almost, which you never associate with the Super NES. But like. Like, 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 I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. And then, like, once you get to the later levels, I'd probably be pissed off with all the slowdown shit. But I'm sure I would like it if I put more time into it. But, like, I don't know. Something about Bloodlines and Rhino just, like, grabbing more. I think it's forced. But it's not forced. It's a little forced. Especially especially Rondo. Bloodlines, I get more. You're just like a guy. But Rondo, I feel like it's a little forced. It's not forced. I really enjoy Rondo. It's forced. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, Castlevania. And I always go back to when you say, like, what's amazing? Not saying... We just mentioned how Metroid has a soundtrack that can be so eerie and whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, there's no doubt the soundtrack, pick a game, Castlevania is so much more memorable. Even, like, a bad Castlevania, you still... Pro- like, Castlevania Adventure, like, the first Game Boy game. The game itself pretty much sucks, but the soundtrack's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, no, so... I knew it would be tough. I don't like putting down... It's me- not It's not a slam dunk, but, like, I still gotta go with Vania, but... Yeah. Yeah. If I liked Prime more, this would probably be way harder. Yeah. You don't have Prime, do you? I have Prime Trilogy. It's all three. Oh, okay. 
we might have to play that. Because I, I want to I dump some more time into Metroids. I, I want us to give us give it a fair view, maybe. And you know what? Like, <clears throat> I think Fusion's probably my favorite Metroid of all the ones I've played and beaten. But, like, I couldn't tell you one fucking song from this, the soundtrack. So it's that's a little disappointing there. <laughs> well, that doesn't shock me, Jim. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, in the comments below, let us know which do you prefer, Castlevania or Metroid? Tell us why, and whatever your reasons, they're your reasons. So, we're Castlevania boys here. Yep. All right, Chambers, our final topic, and uh, I came across this, and I was going to do individual, stretch it out, but you know what? I want us to go through it. We have overrated, underrated, and we have from Goliath.com, the 15 most underrated video games of all time. What a bold, bold goddamn statement. Okay, before we get into this list, because I haven't looked at it yet, if Titanfall 2 isn't on here, it's a garbage list. <laughs> uh, Jim, I have looked through the list. You may be disappointed. <laughs> garbage list. <laughs> garbage fucking list, then, if that's not on so here. That, I, I honestly, I looked through the list. I, I'm going, I, I actually, I want to say titles, and I want to get your take first before I give mine, because I, I have seen it. So don't, okay. don't open the list. I'll read them off to you. All right, okay? all right. Well, I saw the first one, so I won't okay. look at it anymore. So, number 15, they have Mega Man 7. And for those who don't know, that's the first one on the Super NES. Sandwiched, to me, in between... You know, it, it's a sandwich middle child game. But what do you think about that, Jim? Never touched it. Okay. Uh, I've played it. It is actually a really good game. But, once again, you have the NES games, which... I've always said Mega Man 2 is my favorite. But you can make an argument for any of them on the NES... And then right. Mega Man X is such a great game for a Super NES that this tends to be the forgotten one. It's like, like I said, there's just too many Mega Mans, and there's going to be a whole... You could probably insert a lot of Mega Man games into this. So I think this is an appropriate one because this, should, to me, should represent any Mega Man game that's within a series of friggin' 10. And it really was a fun, fun game. Not. Number 14, Star Wars Battlefront. The, the original Battlefront? No, no, 2015. The one that got you know shit what? on. But, yeah. I didn't touch it, but you know what? I did hear from everyone who actually like sat down and played it that it is a really good time. It's just not the game people wanted when they heard Battlefront. Dude, and here's the deal. I was one of those people. I mean, graphic and sound is fucking stellar. But right. a open world kind of battlefield esh uh, Star Wars game that like it controlled pretty goddamn well. I was excited. I and I and I know obviously the community of Battlefront people expected a certain type of game and they got something else. Right. But it is really good, and it's uh, is it most underrated of all time? Mm, very very debatable. But you could say that. I mean, it sold a lot. Yeah. It's not like it didn't get sales. So yeah. Next one is NFL uh, NHL hits twenty or Jesus Christ Almighty NHL hits two thousand two. You know what? I used to see hits at a couple of thrift stores, and I never picked it up because I was like, ah, eh, fucking. Even though it's a GameCube game, like ah, eh, sports game, fuck it. But I was looking back now, I'm like, damn it, I should have got it because it was only a couple bucks. But like. Anything in like that genre of like hits, the bigs, blitz, like they were all fun games. So, so I'm fun. sure I would enjoy it. Did you play Blitz and all those? I played Blitz and I played the Bigs. I never played Hits. Okay. So it is 
stupid fun. And this is a game I'm happy was on here. Um, because I feel like Blitz got all the attention from... I can't even remember the fucking developer. Hold on. Well, it was Midway. Midway published, developed by Black Box. So, okay. yeah, but yeah, Midway. Um, when you think Midway, when you think sports, yeah, you're going to go NBA Jam, Blitz, whatever... Hits was just overshadowed for whatever reason, but it is a ton of fun. I would actually love for that to be a game me and you play, even if it's like a, just a drunken long... Like, it's just really, really fun. And a lot of hockey snobs may hate us, but, like, I would almost put this as one of the best hockey games ever because it hits that fun, like, the action is tight enough, but it has that arcade feel and it's goofy and the hitting, like, I, I don't know. It's more of a casual thing. Versus a simulation. I'm, I'm sure I'd like it. And you know what? Like, is there a hockey snob? For, I'm sure there I, is for video games. As we've like, learned with sports, I feel like there's a snob for everyone. Because God forbid yeah, you don't is. talk baseball stars when you're talking Ugh. about fun of a game versus... God, <laughs> God for fucking <laughs> So I've learned my lesson as like, oh no, I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, that's not simulation-y enough. And de- 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 de. Yeah. Um, yeah. So number 12, Luigi's Mansion. Is that I can see it, but is that underrated? Like I feel like people uh, universally love the dick out of that game. People do love it, but it was also the game that like another one that like people didn't want when it came out. Like and now it's when too, it came, well, it's not actually. I did just get it, see it complete in box for like forty bucks, so it, I didn't get. Yeah, it's still not super expensive mm. for what it is. Yeah, I could see it. I mean. I thought it was universally loved, but maybe it's just that people who love it are just the few that played it. Yeah, I think I got mine like a year and a half ago, and like, you know, it was like 30, 40 bucks. Like, it was, it's never been like a super crazy expensive game. Yeah. Now, next title. Um, I'm trying to see. I don't see the date of when this article was written, but the next one is Psychonauts, which, with Psychonauts 2 coming out. That was always a cold hit. Yeah. Like, I felt like. I, I can see the underrated argument because, like, it bombed, but, like, and it had a lot of hype behind it, and it bombed, so. But I think that's when people came back to, like, later on and, like, wound up being like, oh, this is really good. I'll be honest. I never played it. Have you? Me neither. So nah, I never did. This is one where I kind of go, like, I want to try it now. Unfortunately, though, I think because I know it has that hype behind it, am I going to be disappointed? Or will it live up and, like, be a pleasant surprise? I don't know. It might have the disadvantage too, because like it's it was still like you know an early six gen game, so a lot of the control with those three D platformers isn't as great as you know these days. But I don't know. We'll see. Jim, if I could get enjoyment out of Tiny Tank, I feel like Psychonauts should be okay. This is true. <laughs> uh, Ten NBA Street. So man, NBA Street died, but that was like the thing for a while. It was, yeah, and it's in the same line as NHL hits and all that. Yeah, I think you could put that in a category as, like, the Death Jam and all those, like, man, what happened? To, well, I guess nowadays you do got, what is it, 2K, what's that 2K basketball game that is, like, street ball, but it's, like, the oversized heads. Oh, fucking, I know what you're talking about. Because, like, the wrestling game, there's that, the 2K. They had Battlegrounds, yeah. yeah. So, I feel like there are, I was going to say, where are they, but I guess that is... That that is the it's, it's not what it was though. It's no, not what it was. No. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think it should have been this much higher on the list than hits. Um, but yeah, number nine. I'll say hits is more underrated because like 
NBA Street was a hit for a while. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Number nine, Outlast. So, you've never played that, right? No. Okay. Um, here's what I'll say. Playing Outlast. I thought that was like I thought that was like the big streaming game for like PewDiePie and shit. Like you know that what it was? That's why I said, like the only reason it probably got the success it did was because of him because he streamed it like you know and that was one of his big videos of like his horror run. Um, right. But here's the deal: that game it usually does end up on list of like best horror games because I will say as someone who has played that in the second one, I do get a certain uneasy feeling it's kind of like when you watch like a movie like requiem for a dream or the kids where you don't feel good afterwards you go oh that was something and it's like not one i want to go back and play but like is that outlast three ass to ass (laughs) i mean kind of it's like is that the mark of a really good game where it gives you such an uneasy feeling where you're like you know what i played it i'm good i'm glad i survived i don't want to feel that again and so, it, I don't know if it gets enough appreciation for those reasons. Oh, all right. Yeah. Number eight. I don't know what this is. Evil Genius from 2004. What the fuck? It's what? a strategy game. All right, I gotta look this up. Evil Genius. Yeah, 2004. I know absolutely nothing about this. From what it's written up, it don't features... Don't recognize it. Don't recognize a goddamn thing. considered one of the best strategy games of all time. It has a unique sense of humor, wildly different outlook on the god game genre popularized by Civilization SimCity. It's inspired by no. the spy thriller genre and set in the 60s, 70s. Basically, you play a villainous force trying to control and dominate the world. Um, no. So it's a very humorous game, apparently. Um, I've never heard of it, played it, but you know what? Honestly... Seeing how this list has turned out so far, I actually want to try this game. Because some of these I agree with. Next one, The Saboteur. Which, this one actually makes sense. So, um, do you know anything about this? No, I've heard of it. I never played it, though. Yeah, so basically you're a Nazi fighter in France. And you're like going around. It's kind of influenced like by GTA and Red Dead. Everyone I've ever heard of, and every time I look at a review, they talk about how this is such a hidden gem. It is so much more fun than it gets credit for. Another one I actually really want to play. I just haven't yet. So Maybe just got like lost in the shovel of like other GTA clones. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Next is Bioshock 2, which... Okay, I can see that. Yeah, because... I haven't, I haven't played it, but like I heard the biggest problem is... like Here's what I always heard about Bioshock 2. It plays better than one, but the story is way worse, and it was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it just undersold from what they were expecting because of what Bioshock did. Like Bioshock, Yeah, no, it was definitely yeah. a disappointment sales-wise. Yeah. yeah. So, I could kind of see that. It's another, yeah, like, it's a tighter, better game, but for whatever reason, it just didn't take off. Kind of like the next one, you could be argue. Super Mario Brothers 2. Are they talking the one we got in the U.S. or Doki Doki Panic? Just says Super Mario Brothers Two. No nerds. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a U.S. one. Yeah. So I could see this because it it is easily lost in a shuffle. Like you have three is without a doubt usually always put as the best NES game ever, 
one is so classic, two is just there. You know, but it well, is you know a really it is, fun like, game. Two is also kind of a victim of revisionist history because everyone looks back and they just go, uh, actually, it's just a reskin Doki Doki Pan. When, like, in this side of the world, like, no one knew and cared. Like, they were just like, oh, cool, another Mario. So, And they still liked it back then. And even, but even back then, you did like it, but the problem is once three came out, you completely forgot about it. And in our minds, whenever yeah, someone fair. hears Super Mario Brothers, you think, do, 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 and you think of one. Right. Like, no one thinks of two out of their way. So I could kind of see why it would be underrated for that. Like, you're sandwiched between the most legendary game of all time and the best game on the NES. So, next one I actually agree with very much, Spider-Man 2. Released in 2004. But... I don't think that's underrated, though. Well, here's my deal. Anyone who plays it ends up loving the dick out of it. But it's another one where... Like, it was a hit when it came out. It was the greatest hit on, like, every console. And it was still called, like, the best superhero game ever until, like, Arkham and, like, the newer Spider-Man game. That's the only part I don't see how that's underrated at all. Yeah, that's the only part I have a problem with. Like, it is pretty appreciated, so... Well, Maybe no one talks about it as much today, but like, yeah, it's a twenty-year-old game, but like, still, what? Well, no. what's funny is if you, I'm looking up now, like all the different reviews for it, and there are some that are actually kind of rough on it. I don't know. Either way, I didn't think this was underrated. Maybe. This is one that it is just a good ass game. Um, yeah, but it's one that I could also see now with all the future, with all the Spider-Mans I've passed it, it'll easily get forgotten. And it can still be fun today. Well, yeah, maybe at this point. Yeah. All right, fine. Um, next one, The World is Not Enough, the 007 game. Yeah, I th- Wait, is that... what The World is Not Enough? Like, I always heard, like, for everyone who, like, loved Goldeneye, like, I heard, like, Nightfire was, like, Which the next the best one Which is the one we after played that. all the... T- remember? When I... I yeah, had we played that a lot. Too. I... Yeah. That game, I'll say controversially, I liked it better than Goldeneye. Better weapons. It we- probably holds up better than Goldeneye. better weapons. Remember that fucking when we'd be across the maps from each other and shoot the homing rockets and, like, try to get each other? Oh, yeah, that was a shit show. <laughs> um, yeah, this one I never played, but, yeah, it was the N64 follow-up to GoldenEye. Huh. So yeah, I well, never even knew about it. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard of it, but maybe it's just one they like. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It, it basically says it's the same. It's I will have Aussie news. <laughs> Or is that Tomorrow Never Dies? Or wait, wait, hold on. The world's not big. Is it got decent reviews? Praise, but the reason is largely only because of. Wait, I can just look this up. I have a computer in front of me. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's the one with uh, Denise Richards. Oh God, that one. Fuck. <laughs> um, that one's even less memorable as a movie. Yeah. Oh, this next one, Jim. I don't know what the fuck it is. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Oh, I've heard of that one. I never played it, but I've heard of it. What is it? It's a P- it's well, it's just a like, PS2. Well, it came out. Yeah, it's like it. a mascot platformer, I think. Yeah, I've never heard of it. But basically, they said they said if you never heard of it, it's a testament to how underrated and underappreciated it is. It's a titular title in Australian, so it's yeah, platforming puzzles, very much like Spyro and Crash. But it says it's much better. Okay. I don't, yeah, that probably just got lost in the shovel of, like, all the mascot platformers yeah. from the early PS2 days, but, yeah. I mean, I've heard of it. I heard it was good. This next one, I don't know what the fuck to make of this. Mirror's Edge. I feel like that got jacked off so much by the media. 
You know what it is? Like, Mirror's Edge got, like, it had a lot of hype, and then it came out and everyone went, eh, it's alright. So, like, I don't even know if it's really that overrated. Like, I still, like, have that, like, song you from, like, underrated? its commercial stuck in my head. Or, yeah, that underrated. Yeah. I saw, like, I saw that song from its commercial stuck in my head, but, like, outside of that, like, I always heard the game was just, like, it's okay. It's and then, probably, like, the second one came out and everyone went, eh. It's probably one of the best first-person 3D platformers. It was, like, the first one, really. That's what I mean. But, like, it does control really well. I remember I played it and I remember going kind of that same feel, like, Oh, this is okay. This is this is fine, but I wasn't like, oh man, this is unbelievably amazing, right? So, <laughs> listing that as the most underrated game of all time, that was their number one. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> That's why I said I don't know about that one. <laughs> oh Jesus! I. I I can't agree. With I mean, that, but... it's all subjective. Yeah. Fine. Like he just put a bunch of games that like he probably loves that he feels doesn't get enough love these days. Fine. Sure. Which some of those games, like I said, I agree very like Blitz or I'm sorry, Hits, NBA Street. Yeah, like, no, there's I'm, a lot I'm of happy games on some this sports games on there. I go and and some of the games on this I already mentioned. I'm gonna go out of my way and try and play because I'm like, I kind of get where he's coming from. <laughs> Jim, we know. But yeah, it's kind of like crazy, like like the ones that are like the go tos for these lists, uh-huh. like Titanfall Two or Enslaved Journey to the West, like that these that those aren't on here, shit like that. Yeah, Titanfall Two is definitely, unfortunately, lost to the ether at this point. Yep. I'd be curious to see what that server situation looks like right now, if people are still that would playing be interesting. it. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm always, as Jim said. It's subjective, because how do you determine an underrated game? To me, I almost feel like you, you have to have really undersold by a certain amount. You're like, there's yeah, got to like be a you, lot if, of criteria. If you're a greatest hits million seller, I can't, I can't put you as underrated. Yeah, but it's a tough question. I mean, do, other than Titanfall 2, or any other games that come to your head that you go, man, not enough people talk about blah. I mean, I already said that enslaved game, but... I mean, if you go through, like, the annals of history, like, like, I always throw General Chaos in there. Like, I think that was a game from, like, the 6th gen. It's just, like, it's mostly forgotten, but it was, like, such a cool idea and concept and mostly done well. Hmm. Um, Let's see. What the fuck? Like, there's probably, like, a thousand I could pull out of my ass, but I'm just, like, not right now. Yeah. I always go back to Punisher <laughs> on a PS2. Yeah, no, I'll put I'll put Punisher in there. Like I think Hulk Ultimate Destruction still pretty loved for the genre it's in, but it still always kind of felt a little underrated. Like no one talks about like Star Wars Rogue Squadron anymore. Like I think that's fucking you could almost say underrated in this day and age for how good of, for how big a deal it was in its day. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean that like I said that's the tough part is what is I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, like I like I know people like to say like Twisted Metal Four, but like I don't like the nine eight nine Twisted Metals. But like, man, eh, if you want to put that in there, whatever, shit like that. Yeah. So, like I said, it was an interesting list. I like seeing lists like this because I like talking about it, and it is a person's personal opinion. So at the end of the day, you give some slack, but I want to hear from you guys. What do you think are some truly underrated games? Maybe whatever you post, we'll actually be able to talk about, and we'll do a segment of like if you mention a game. We'll give our thoughts on if a game's underrated or overrated. Listener follow-up, new section. <laughs> so, Jim, uh, after two of those delicious beers, is that a definitely, you think that's a four-pack you're going to pick up again? Or after this four-pack, you're kind of good with it? 
No, you know what? I actually really, really enjoyed this. Like, I'm shocked by how much I liked it. And, like, for only being 5.8%, like, I got a good buzz going right now after, like, two pints of this and a Coors Light. I'm like, wow, this is sitting way heavier than I was expecting. But not, like, heavy in a bad way. But, yeah, no, this was really fucking tasty. Nice. Yeah, I, um, I was pleasantly surprised with this. Uh, the Sam Elms Jacko, I actually, it tasted better than I remembered. And I said it's always a gold standard. And the Nightmare on East Elm Street, I'm still working through, but it's, uh, for a year plus old can, it's still holding up pretty damn well. So, there you go. I'm a sucker for pumpkin beers too, so I can't, I can't say anything. Nah. But with that, we want to say thank you to everyone who has stuck with us. If you are a Patreon, a patron, Please make sure you get in your answers um, or your questions to us for the next podcast. Um, if you are watching this video on YouTube, please do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and leave some comments for us. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. It helps us out a ton. And if you can, leave us a review. We prefer five stars, and we will always answer whatever you write to us. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.